Hey, this is Brandon Davis, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, Troy, where can they find us? Well, Howie, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere where they listen to their podcasts. And now they can find us on Rowdy IM by going to rowdyim.com. Don't forget to look us up on social media as well. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and even YouTube. And once again, that's rowdyim.com, W-O-X-B. Let's get rowdy. Hey all, what's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Data Monster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put Data Monster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Data Monster Customs. All right, and uh, welcome back to another show here at Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie, and we have a real special guest. In fact, you're part of the uh, crew that pretty much invented podcasting, if I'd have to say so. Uh, so, so we're talking to uh, Mike Dawson, who, uh, by the way, I don't even know how you make time for everything, Mike. Uh, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, and the way you make time is you're always on the clock. There are no, there are no days <laughs> off. Yeah, I mean, just go to your website, right? DollsAngelus.com. And uh, my gosh, you'll see all the different things you're doing, all the audiobooks, the voiceover work, the audio engineering, um, radio show stuff, podcast stuff, uh, your music. And, uh, and now you've got to uh, venture into uh, stand up comedy. Yeah. I mean, what the uh, heck, dude? It's interesting. Some days <laughs> I wonder. Some days I wonder who the hell I think I am. <laughs> what am I doing? I mean, uh, look it up all you can, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I was kind of alluding to earlier. I don't, I don't get days off, and um, it's not like I have a retirement plan. So mm. uh, it's do all the work now as much as you can. Yeah. Right. I found yeah. out that stand-up comedy is not really that hard. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and that's interesting because I, I kind of wanted to ask you about dick, that. But that was part of the reason why I got into it is to <laughs> just prove to people that look, it's not that hard. Yeah. Think of funny shit, work it out, get up on a <laughs> stage and spit it into a microphone. Yeah. Find yeah. Real quick if you got it or not. A lot of yeah, times exactly. a lot of time with, with comedy though, stand up particular, it's it's delivery, right? Delivery. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you have there's uh, there can be you there can be a person up there on stage not even telling jokes but just the way that person speaks yep. right can yep. be absolutely hilarious yeah i mean and, and you're going to be at a show with uh, jim florentine don jameson and eddie trunk august 17th 18th and 19th in the smoky mountains of tennessee um yeah, it's monsters I, I guess, on the mountain Monsters on the Mountain. There you go. So there are some tickets available yet for that. So especially to our Tennessee audience out there, look them up if you'd like to go see them. Um, it, yeah, you'll see me it, running around with a wireless microphone doing stupid things. Well, <laughs> Hopefully I can get to get, introduce Night Ranger. 
Oh, yeah. that's cool. There you go. That would be but fun. I'm getting paid to do it, right? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, on this one, um, because I'm trying to make myself a valuable part of this team, uh, mm -hmm. I'm actually not getting paid for this. But okay. they are they're paying for my flight and my hotel. Well, that's nice. <laughs> but you're getting paid with experience. Job for them. And, uh, and then these are the same people who run the Monsters of Rock cruise. They run the Moody Blues cruise and the Prog Rock cruise, mm -hmm. which I was on the Prog Rock cruise recently. And they're like, we want you on all three cruises. And then they said, we want you at Monsters on the Mountain, but we can't pay you. Can you just come out? Do you want to just come out and work? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm in. Let me show you what I can do. And then Perfect. you're not going to be able to do another festival without me. There you go. What an <laughs> attitude know. to have there. You know, I, awesome. Mike, I actually kind of, I kind of come from the same line there. Like I, I like to prove myself and then after I prove myself, then you better pay up type of deal, you know, yeah, exactly. and, um, and I'm okay with that. And, uh, you had mentioned like the stand up comedy stuff, uh, you know, obviously you, you work on the show on the, uh, one of the greatest podcasts of all time, but you know, the Adam Carolla show. Um, and your boss is a pretty established, I guess, somewhat established stand-up <laughs> comedian, right? Nothing major. Somewhat. Yeah, Somewhere and um, exactly. So, so when it comes to that, like, how do you like, like, what goes on in your head when you're thinking, you know, what I'm going to go and try stand-up comedy and uh, and have, you know, maybe I would imagine one day Adam critique everything that I'm doing on stage. Yeah. Uh, did that go through your head as far as, man, I got to, I got to really prove myself because not only in front of the audience, but in front of my boss. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the doctor's kid applying for med school, <laughs> you know, yeah. you better ace that test and get in cause your dad's a doctor. I mean, essentially <laughs> I've been working for Adam now for, almost 17 years wow and you know have, have been in the company of um the jim florentines and the mm -hmm. greg fitzsimmonses and adam ray and brad williams and joe coy and all of these people so you know essentially i kind of thought of that as oh okay i just did 16 years of graduate school now Very it's true. time to go do the job and that's kind of what i was alluding to and that's kind of what I was alluding to when you were saying about going to, you know, the monsters on the mountain there. And, you know, maybe you're not getting paid, you know, monetarily, but you're getting paid with a lot of experience and a lot of, you know, watching what's going on and how they're performing and kind of right up there in it. So that'll be, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, plus, you know, you, you got an all access pass, all the beer you can drink. They don't, how can you be that as long as you do your job? That's um, right. That's right. And, and just, you know, meeting all of these people just being able to um to be amongst to be counted amongst the hard rockers is uh, uh yeah it, it, yeah in itself it, it, it's a great thing you know at its at its least it's a notch on my belt mm -hmm. uh at its most it's a whole new world of people that uh are there to team up with with yeah. like mine and, and further careers. Well, what right. does Eddie Trunk know about hard rock, though? I love Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Trunk is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, he's awesome. Um, he's awesome. I bet uh, he's a great dude. When we were on the uh, we were on the prog rock cruise, it's called Cruise to the Edge, <clears throat> um, uh, which is named after a Yes album. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, Eddie Trunk was there and my buddy Izzy Presley was there and Izzy got me the job in the first place. And um, at one point in the afternoon, we had like a seven hour break. Like nobody had, there were, there were bands playing, but I didn't have to introduce anybody. Izzy didn't have to introduce anybody and Trunk didn't have to introduce anybody. And uh, it's decided that we're meeting at the hot tubs and we're just going to go sit in a hot tub and relax and have some drinks and hang out and talk. <coughs> Excuse me. That's and, okay. um, and I heard later from somebody unaffiliated with us that um, they were walking by the hot tubs and all they heard were the three greatest radio voices of all time <laughs> talking about radio oh. and, he's like, and he's like i just stopped and listened and it was like i was listening to the radio oh that is so cool you just so, needed like yeah, wolfman yeah. jack there to complete your mount rushmore right 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 i go casey <laughs> Kasem though there you go well, there you go that's a good one definitely casey Oh man. Go. So yeah, we're speaking with Mike Dawson, uh, uh DawsAngelus.com. And is it make sure I'm doing this right? It's D-A-W-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S.com. Yeah, like Los and, Angeles, uh, Los Angeles. Yep. And the the, yeah, the band Vegas website. The band website is the smokingkills.com and it's smoking with no G in there, no apostrophe, nothing like that, just straight through all letters. Um yeah, check the band I, out. We got vinyl available now. Wow. <laughs> I haven't got into the vinyl kick, but I really want to. There's something about that hiss and that pop that I, I really enjoy, you know? Well, it's 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 the hiss and the pop, and it's that analog sound. But I think mm -hmm. what what it really gets people is is listening to a record is appointment listening. Yes. Um, yes. You have just assigned the next 22 minutes, and you're going to sink into an entire album side of what these artists have deemed their perfect album side songs are in a place on a record for good a point reason. yep and when you listen to a record side um you're really you know you're devoting all of your time and energy into this album side it's mm -hmm. a lost art mike it really is but, uh, i mean we had fun producing this damn record. No, i mean just people just putting out single after single after single and not really no rhyme or reason as to putting together an album and the reason the songs are where they're placed on the album. And exactly. It's, a um, record should sound like a record. And yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a lost art. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And, um, you know, I, I sit back and one of my favorite bands, I don't know if you can see the poster behind me here, but one of my favorite bands is live. And like, I love, I, I remember one evening, I literally just sat down from the beginning of their, their, um, you know, history till the end and listened to their, all their CDs straight through. Like, and it's just, nice. it's really cool to hear how it's all put together and how changes, you know, tempos into songs and how, mm -hmm. just what they were going through at that time. It's really a cool thing. And they're really actually from our backyard, right? Yeah, they're from York, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Throwing Copper is one of is one of those all time albums. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That and Secret Samadhi are my two absolute favorite. Yep. I'm not familiar um, with that one. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, that's the one that had um, Lakini's Juice and um, uh, what was the other real big one off of there? Um, Turn My Head was another really big one off of that. That was kind of a slower song, but um, um, I'd like to kind of get into your background and like um, what. Was this kind of always an idea of yours, like to want to get into radio to, you know, and, and how did this voice evolve of yours? You know, I know we heard a little bit before we started recording, but 
I'd like to just kind of hear your background a little bit. What what did you want to do? Is this always your dream? I've always wanted to be a DJ. I yeah. grew up on San Francisco radio. Okay. Um, and um, and I just, you know, I grew up in a time where we would be sitting next to the radio with a one of those old cassette recorders. <laughs> yep. Yes. And holding it up against the right speaker because we had no <laughs> idea what stereo was at the time. Right. So what we ending up recording was just one half of what they wanted you to hear. Um, yep. But, you know, I just realized the power that DJs had. And we used to call, we used to call the radio stations during the summer, like 20, 30 times a day. Same here. And try to get them to play Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Uh, like, I was like, I don't know, maybe in eighth grade or seventh grade. Yeah, that's know, that's good stuff. We had the same that. thing. I mean, well, you know what? I think I'm around your age, uh, Mike. I'm 48, and um, yeah, and uh, I think Ghostbusters. I can vividly remember that because I was wearing a Ghostbusters T-shirt, and I was in sixth grade. So I'm thinking it might have been around sixth grade is when the Ghostbusters came out, and uh, yeah, I was the same way. It's like I got to listen to this. Yeah, I think I was only in like first or second, but (laughs) so um, driving around in the car with my mom, she had an old Opal. And um, seatbelt laws weren't, and car seat laws weren't in existence. So I'm like five years old, four years old, and I'm standing on the seat, on the front seat, and my head is just touching the the roof of the car. Ah. I could get myself in there pretty good. And, uh, you know, anytime my mom breaks, she did the the arm seatbelt thing where she blocks you (laughs) so you can't fly through the windshield. Yeah, Yeah, that was going to save your life. And a DJ would say something on the radio, and I would regularly just turn down the radio and then say what that person said, but try to say yeah. it better. Interesting. And I was huh? eight at five, and my mom's laughing. She goes, "I think I know what you're going to be when you grow up." Hmm. And um, so I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those lucky, lucky people who always had a dream of what they wanted to do, and then got to do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I always enjoyed radio. I enjoyed the uh, the voices on radio. In fact, um, both Troy and I, uh, ha- that's how we met. We both worked in radio together. And um, I spent about 18 years doing the announcing and such. And uh, I always loved it, but I always thought in the back of my head, I can't do this full time because there's just no security in radio. And uh, it's it's just tough to, to stick around because today I'm doing awesome and, you know, sponsors are all about me. Tomorrow, eh, you're, you're right. worthless. Right. I, uh, the big thing in radio back then was they – did you ever have a DJ say, uh, you haven't worked in radio until you've been fired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. What have, I, what have I been doing the last fucking decade? Yeah. Yeah. I quit before I was ever fired. And then I finally yeah. got fired in San Diego when they flipped formats. Uh, I woke up one day and it was FM talk. Oh, and, uh, interesting. I, I turn on the I turn on the the radio and my radio station isn't there anymore. I'm like, oh, that's why the general manager called me on the air last night. Jeez. <laughs> wanted to, he was floating around to see if I'd heard anything. Wow. Uh, he wanted to be sure that I didn't spoil anything on the air. Mm-hmm. So how's it going, Dawson? Good. Good. So you, so you literally, 
you literally only found out when you turned on the radio the next morning. Literally. Wow. wow. And um, uh, they flipped formats from classic rock to FM talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, after after 13 years in radio, I finally worked in radio. And um, uh, and then found out that they were flipping to FM talk and it was Adam Carolla in the morning. And I said to one of the production guys, they kept back the production guys because you yeah. still got to make commercials, uh, but fired all the jocks. And, um, and you know, the production guy was like, man, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lucky I have a job. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Fuck everybody. I'm going to go get a job with Adam Carolla. Uh-huh. And then fucking six months later, I was on the air with Corolla. And then six months after that, or three months after that, we're doing a live show in San Diego. Oh, <laughs> all the people that I worked with before, and now I've doubled my salary um, in market two. And it was just like all ten wow. fingers. Yeah, for sure. It was a great. It was. It was. It was one of my prouder dickish moments. <laughs> so, so you were I in radio. That one. Did you say you were in radio about thirteen years at that point? Uh, yeah, I did about a decade at K Tide. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to say it was probably about nine years by that point because I only did. I think I did seven at K Tide in Santa Barbara. I left mm-hmm. there in 2001. And then I got fired in San Diego in 2003. So, yeah, actually, you know what? I think it was all in about about seven years. Cause wow. Maybe it was only even six because I didn't graduate college until 97. So, okay. so, so 97 to 03. So literally that day when you heard that, oh, no, you're like, no. I'm sorry. In 03, I moved to San Diego. So it was about six years. And then eight years, two years later, almost to the day in San Diego, we got canned. And and when that happened, that same day, that's when you're like, I'm going to Adam Carolla. I mean, was it literally like that? Uh, well, I literally said that, but it certainly wasn't the path. <laughs> sure. So, uh, well, walk us through that path, though. How does how do you get in touch with Adam? Like, how how does that all work? Well, I uh, so. <laughs> backtrack for a second i bought a condo in san diego mm-hmm. yeah and i was kind of screwed I'm like okay i don't have a job and i gotta make a house payment <laughs> <laughs> i had no choice but to rent out the condo Ugh. to pay the mortgage and then i just moved back in with my parents in the bay area and uh Sheesh. that sucked yeah and um it was thanksgiving a month we got fired in october it's Thanksgiving Day, and my brother says, hey, dude, there's a radio station in San Francisco. It's brand new. Uh, it's called Max FM. It's like Jack FM, but they have DJs. You oh. should go work there. And I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's how it works. I'm just going <laughs> to walk over there and go, hey, guys, my brother told me about this station. I should work here. Yeah, I thought you guys and, could use another person, right? Yeah. So just to humor my brother and just to just to have a story and go, see, Sean, this is not the way it works. Mm-hmm. On Monday after Thanksgiving, uh, I called him up, sent him a demo. They called me the next day and said, can you come in tonight? We'll put you on the air and see how you sound. And then the next day they offered me a job. Wow. And I was like, 
Oh, hey, Sean, I guess this is this is how radio works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> and, and they put me on the air. And then, yeah. So I did middays in San Francisco for six months. But every single day I'm looking for a full time job. I got to get the hell out of there. You don't want to mm. live with your parents. I was. I think I was 32 at the time, and yeah. I, was, I was one of those guys who left at 18 and didn't didn't look back. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going through AllAccess.com, which is, as I'm sure you guys know, it's the radio industry website. Yep. <laughs> and I'm looking at job available avails every single day, and just applying for jobs and trying to get something, and I see an ad for technical producer for the Adam Carolla show. Hmm. I, I didn't even know what a technical producer was. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, they all find out. So yeah. I do a little research. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's their production guy. I didn't even have any production software. <laughs> and, and let alone know how to use it. <laughs> so uh, I go out, I get a shitty microphone. Um, and what they want is, you know, your... Um, they want your resume, cover letter, uh, a reel, and most importantly, your latest timely bit. Mm. Fuck is a timely bit. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right. All right. So it's uh, it was an Olympic year. I believe it was Torino 2006. Okay. And... That was the Olympics that Bodie Miller was supposed to be so good, but oh, I didn't yeah. smoke weed the whole time. <laughs> and so I just created, I downloaded the uh, the Olympic theme, and I just wrote a thing out about the 10 things we won't miss about the Winter Olympics. And when I got to the Bodie Miller part, I'm like, Bodie, hey, man. My cousin Lorenzo called. You still own for 50 million lire for that pound of Lebanese blonde hash you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I sent this along, not knowing what the you know what the fuck. Yeah. And uh, a week later, they they call me up and they're like, "We want to fly you down uh, for a uh, for an audition. Come and work for a week, and we'll see how it goes." And I'm like. You don't have to fly me. Fuck that. I'll drive. I'm going to need a car down there anyway. I don't want to mm-hmm. be stuck. So I drive down. They put me up at the Mondrian, which is where Belushi ate it. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, and it's up in the Hollywood Hills, right on Sunset, Sunset Strip. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh hotel's pretty nice. And I walk in i remember the first day i walk in and i check in and i see like seven porn stars just having a conversation <laughs> like, welcome to hollywood <laughs> all right all right here we are yeah <clears throat> and that week um I tried to go to sleep at like seven o'clock at night because i was up at three at the radio station at 3 30 every morning and i was there till 4 30 in the afternoon Wow. Um, worked worked my ass off and tried to figure out how to be a technical producer. Yeah. And mm. just started putting noise together. And I, you know, I obviously because, you know, my years in radio, um, 
I didn't know my way around editing software. Mm -hmm. You kind of yeah. know one. You you basically can learn them all. Yeah, yeah the typical um, wave carts and such, right? Yeah. So you know, I did I did all of that stuff, and uh, then at the very end, um, I had two tests at the end that I didn't know were tests until after they happened. <clears throat> but the producer uh, Jim Brusca, the legendary Jim Brusca. Hmm. Uh, uh, make me a panini, Jim. Make me a panini, Brusca. Who <laughs> um, was really a really a very nice guy. Yeah, uh, I'd have beers with him and have dinner with him and his wife every now and then, and they're just wonderful people. But this dude was not built for producing radio shows. Okay. But anyway, one of the last things they put me through was me and Brusca going to a um. One of the production rooms and he tells me some edits to make on something and I said the edit I made the edits and I played it for him and he goes are you fucking stupid? That's not what I said mm. Fucking do this do this do this I'm like, Okay, I mm. did that did that did that play it for him and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you Are you not listening to me? That's not fucking what I said. I want this and th and he did that to me like five, six times. And oh my gosh. every time I'm just thinking, you're an idiot, dude. Yeah. Um, we're not on the same planet, but I'm not yelling at you. You're the fucking boss. Right. Turns out that was a test. Yeah. He wanted to see if he'd go off I, on him. He wanted yeah. to see if I would if I would fucking lose it. <laughs> and um and probably if I lost it, I wouldn't have gotten the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the other test was they put me in a room to um they put me in a room with adam to record his commercials mm -hmm. um because we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to do this obviously adam's the one ultimately hiring me right um, so him and i get into into the room and i'm you know very professional about it but i'm a little a little bit starstruck mm -hmm. sure and, uh you know this is the man show guy and earlier on the show that day they were talking about stoner things and bongs and something and i said and I told him about this gravity bong that me and my friends, that, that I had a math genius roommate, and he made a he made a gravity bong that's like, I don't know, 12 <laughs> gallon. I mean, you need a bucket. You needed two buckets to operate this thing. And the bowl, the, the, the bowl was like that big. Oh, my God. Fucking at least an eighth, sometimes a quarter ounce, out of fucking time with this thing. Oh my gosh. And I tell Corolla the story of this. And he didn't say anything to me about it then. He's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I find out later after they hired me, because shortly after that, he started calling me Stoner Dawson. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I'm high all the time. Well, Dawson's uh -huh. high. He's the stoner. That's all he does is smoke weed. I'm like, I get it. I'm playing a character. But one thing you didn't really think about Corolla is you just gave me an excuse to be high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, in the, in the years following, I was able, I went out to the parking lot, smoke cigarettes, smoke joints. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting high at five o'clock in the morning. It was awesome. <laughs> Fucking work was great. But, oh uh, yeah, he told me, he told me shortly after that, he's like, I can't believe Dawson. Dawson's in an interview with a boss he's going to work with. And what does Dawson bring up? A bong. <laughs>
I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, uh, well maybe about, not though, right? Because they're not too stupid. I think he hired me in spite of it, not because of it. Ah. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it uh, garnished any points in my direction. Yeah. Now you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, though, because like, like hearing the show all the time and hearing how you guys connect. Because let's face it, you got a bunch of different personalities on that show between, sure. you know, you and all the other folks. And uh, and one thing I noticed too that um, you know, and I and I kind of compare. I don't know. Not that I'm comparing you guys to another show like Howard Stern or whatever, but as far as the bosses are concerned. I see that Adam Carolla, he seems very generous in letting you folks do your own thing outside of the show where, you know, someone like a, you know, if you listen to a Howard Stern, Howard Stern, he will put you down if you work for him and try to do something else. But yet Adam Carolla seems like he's a lot more generous in letting you guys be your own personality outside the show. And I I think that's awesome. Well, in 2010, we were still on KLSX. And I had gotten a job offer to be the uh, music director for Whistler Olympic Park Mm -hmm. uh, at the Vancouver Olympics. And that's uh, three weeks. You know, that's I was the the DJ for the ski jump. It's the greatest job. (laughs) (laughs) You take songs that have great intros. Yeah. You know, like um, I like say, uh, um. She sells sanctuary by the cult. Okay. You know, it comes in, it creeps in. Yeah. And it's got that hit. And then the song soars. And the idea is when the ski jump dude goes down the lift, you play the you play the beginning of the song. And if you time it right, as soon as that dude jumps, the song kicks in. You pump up the music and the crowd just goes fucking crazy That's our venue neat. our venue was the venue that everyone said dude you gotta go see the ski jump it's a hell of a yeah. show oh cool um, so i told carola i said look i got this great job offer <clears throat> i'm not quitting but i, I might if you say no because <laughs> i'm gonna go work the olympics and he's like, and he told me right there, he said, Dawson, I'm not the kind of guy that's that's going to tell you you can't go make a buck somewhere else. He says, two rules. One, come back. Hmm. Two, don't let me miss you. So hmm. you do, you know, I, I, I worked fucking weeks in advance. Yeah. Just getting everything they could possibly need production-wise set for the show. And then he let me leave. And he's always, he's always been like that. I've gone, you know, and done X Games, do tour, um, other concert events. Sure. Uh, but it's not like I'm going, hey, I'm going to go fucking sit on a beach in Mexico for 10 days. I'll see you. It's no, I'm going to go work some and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But this ain't a vacation. Right. He's, he's always been cool with it. And he'll he'll also let me he lets me promote my band on the show. I know. He lets me promote my comedy shows cuz I mean, that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> a lot of people may think that, you know, working for Corolla you make a shitload of money. I do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it's not a gravy train. Right. It's more like a clear broth train. <laughs> <laughs> you will get sustenance. But you're not going to get fat. 
Yeah. And who knows that? And if he can help you make money that someone else is paying, mm -hmm. he's going to do that. Because yeah. you're less likely to come to him and ask for a raise. I haven't asked for a raise in years because I got, mm -hmm. I got, uh, I probably should, but you know, I have other streams of income. Uh -huh. and I'm just trying to get that income lopsided enough so that I make more money not working for Adam. Right. And then I can just be like, you know, I love working for you. So I'm just going to yeah. continue to work for you. And, not, and, quit that job. and not to mention, not to mention, not only is he paying you monetarily, but he's also paying you by the fact that he's giving you recognition and, and putting your name out there on a huge podcast. That's, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Yeah. My other success is free advertisement, basically successful without Adam promoting it. Right. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, try this on your own. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a reason why big names show up on the show, right? I mean, they show up on the show because they want that free advertisement and exactly. they're going to try to get that recognition. And you're, you're not only getting paid, <laughs> but you're, right. you're up there and you're getting that daily promotion too. Exactly. Yeah. Again, so, we're speaking with Mike. We're speaking with Mike Dawson. Uh, go to Audible or wherever you listen to your audio stuff. Find his audio books on there. Just search Mike Dawson. Uh, go to dosangeles.com, D-A-W-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S.com. And uh, next thing I want to talk to you about is uh, the Smoking Kills. I want to yeah. smokingkills.com. No G at the end, no apostrophe. Um, what? When did you get into this venture? Uh, I started uh, shit when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. I took two guitar lessons, learned five chords, and said, "Fuck you! I'm gonna go write songs." <laughs> Not so, easy, huh? I've been a songwriter since I was 15. Granted, the songs I wrote at 15 sound like a 15-year-old wrote. Them. Sure. <laughs> um, but then you know I was performing at coffee shops and shit sure. like that, and but I always wanted a band because there's nothing number one i'm not a great guitar player i took two lessons um so you know i know five chords i haven't yeah. got any better yeah um but you know shit, it worked for tom petty but tom petty <laughs> is heartbreakers. i was gonna say so he did okay find, yeah i gotta find my own merry band of heartbreakers and uh i finally i finally found the greatest band uh, i play with pros not bros um they are bros essentially we uh -huh. wouldn't be playing together if they weren't but they cost money and that's what you have in la you got two choices you can play with guys who aren't very good but are very available or guys who are very good and aren't very available mm -hmm. and uh and i have the latter now and um yeah it's just a nice country rock no apology uh uh ultra masculine fucking outlaw country um i love it and uh you know lots of songs about trains women and alcohol mm -hmm. uh, we're actually uh we're actually syndicated on uh texas radio right. and um and uh and that's the the uh genre of music that they play yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so uh, I'm sure they will be very interested to hear more about that as well. And maybe, I don't know if you're okay with it, maybe, you know, pass along an audio and we'll send it over that way. And, uh, you know, and uh, maybe give it a listen along with, uh, along with this interview. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you uh, just go to the smokingkills.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up for the mailing list, mm -hmm. uh, you get half of the record for free. Oh, nice. Now it, it's the shitty half. 
but it's still <laughs> half of the record. I'm not going to give uh, you the good half. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, <laughs> so, no, dude, we are, we are really, really, really proud of this record. This took, yeah, God, two and a half years mm-hmm. and constantly writing and rewriting. And I mean, even at the end, or like, um, I had 10 songs for the record. And I told uh, my producer, Ted Russell Camp, who is also my bass player, he's also Shooter Jennings' bass player. So y'all down in Texas definitely know Ted Russell Camp. Yeah. Um, uh, I said to Ted, I said, man, we got to do 11 songs. I'm not releasing a 10-song record. Um, And I said, I have an idea. And I wanted to write a song about what it's like to be a dude who lives to play on the stage like that's the most important thing but what is that world what does that look like how do you feel what are you seeing and um you know my original kind of idea was you know part of the song was going to go through what sound check is like and shit like mm-hmm. that i'm like no i'm going to make this more personal <clears throat> and so i wrote started muscling a bunch of stuff up together and uh, i had a basic idea for a rhythm and I called the producer and I said, hey, dude, can I come over and play this for you? And let's let's see what we can come up with in the, with this. Uh, 15 went over to his house 15 minutes after I pulled out my guitar. We had the entire song completed. Um, <laughs> it's called The Last Honky Tonk Hero. And it became the name of the record and the lead song on the record. And pretty much one of our favorite songs um, to play. But, um, man, I, I, you know, I still listen to my own record, and I'm not bored with it yet. <laughs> I've been listening to this damn thing for, like, five years now. That says a lot. Um, um, but it, it, it's solid. And, uh, you know, every radio guy really wanted to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it is. You don't become a DJ because you want to be a DJ. You really just want to play rock and roll, yeah. but you're not good enough. Yeah. So if I could somehow make a living playing music, I would say goodbye to everything else. Yeah. Really? But I have to do everything else because my band cost me four hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. And we usually make zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, I'll tell you, we, we speak with a lot of musicians on here. In fact, you were speaking of Shooter Jennings. We had Way Jennings on here, uh, which is Shooter's nephew. And oh, really? um, yeah, yeah. It's um, really a good guy, by the way. You want yeah. to take, uh, take a listen to some of his music. He uh, yeah, well, he does a lot of tribute stuff uh, to Waylon as well, his grandfather. Yeah. You know, really cool guy. I grew but up any, listening to Waylon with my grandfather. Oh, okay. Anytime, well, my, no matter where. Yeah, where I was, where like him. was in the house, if Waylon came on the radio, you could hear him from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where, where I was going with that comment was, um, you know, one of the bands we had on, they're, they're still in, in the breaking in phase and trying to make it. And uh, he said, basically, they are a band that plays music to promote their merchandise. That's mm-hmm. how they make their money is off of their merch and off of their T-shirts and and all that kind of stuff. And um, <laughs> in fact, they said we sing to promote our uh, clothing line. Basically, is what they're saying when it comes to singing. I mean, it's uh, it's it's amazing what they do. 
Uh, in fact, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> their van just broke down, and now they're without a vehicle, yeah. and they yeah. and they have four tours going on this summer. So it's it's uh, it's insane. Well, actually, I don't know if you saw Howie or not. They just rented a U-Haul last night, so now they're actually literally riding in the back of a U-Haul right now. <laughs> yeah. they're doing what they love, right? Yeah, that's really the name of the game these days. You, I mean, to to all people who want to support live music. The best thing you can do is go see a small band at a small club, yep. pay a cover charge, <laughs> buy a CD, and uh, buy a T-shirt because that's yep. how money is made. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so how they're, that's how bands are making it through these days for sure by doing that kind of thing. So, uh, again, Mike Dawson here. Uh, you know, DawsAngeles.com, D-A-W-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S.com. Go to the smokinkills.com and smokin s m o k i n no g no apostrophe. That's where you can find his band, and you can sign up for his newsletter there. You said you get half of the album right there. The bad half. Um, <laughs> the bad half. Don't forget that. Gotta get that. Yep. Uh, no, I you give you side one. All right. Side one plus vinyl. We do have vinyl available, and there is That's a little awesome. Easter egg. There's a little Easter egg at the end of side one to let you know it's time to turn the record over. <laughs> the old style way, right? Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love, I love, I love those it. hidden tracks. Yes. Like, you'll forget about it. You'll totally forget about it. You'll forget what you're doing. You'll get into something else. And then all of a sudden, you're going to hear this thing and you're going to go, oh, that was cool. I want to hear yeah. something too. So we started, off, we started off speaking with him about stand-up comedy. Got that out of the way, right? And we talk into his journey into radio, the Adam Carolla show. Awesome. Great story. Now we're hearing about his band. But now I want to jump into this audible thing and these reading these audiobooks. How did you come about this? And like, who hooked you up with the people to read books? And do, are you a book reader in general? Uh, I well now. <laughs> now you have no choice. Recording. But thankfully, um Thankfully, every book that I've done is enthralling and really, really good. And um, mm. now it started out uh, my buddy Rob Lewis, who uh, Sergeant Robert Patrick Lewis, uh, former Green Beret combat medic. Mm. Um, nice. Wrote, he wrote his biography, his, um, um, you know, about whatever his life and, um, mm -hmm. and his tours and special forces and all of that stuff mm -hmm. really interesting stuff and i found out through uh he called mike august who's corolla's manager and said hey can i use your studio and mike august told him yeah but it's going to cost you a thousand dollars a day or something and you know it's, it's you can't read a book in a day so you got to get two days maybe three days and right i found out about this and i asked rob like and so i was tacked to tapped to go engineer the thing and record it and edit it with rob and i said look dude that's an outrageous price but i'll tell you what if you i mean you're a green beret you think you can read your book in one setting and he's like <laughs> shit i'll try so we did we did an 18 hour recording session wow oh my gosh started at nine o'clock in the morning and didn't finish until like five o'clock the next morning um just drinking coffee and all i had to do was monitor and read along uh -huh. this dude powered through and read a 300 page book in 18 hours jeez 
I mean, you can't even just read a regular book in 18 hours. No. Let alone speak it and get across what you mean. So he really mm -hmm. champed this thing out. And then, and then he said, I have a friend who wrote a really good fiction novel. And he's like, you should do the audio book. And I'm like, how does that work? And he said, here's how it works. And, you know, you just go to Audible, sign up as an author, and then you can audition for stuff. Huh. Fortunately, I've never auditioned for anything because <laughs> every time I'm finishing up a book, someone else calls me. I do. I, I have. <clears throat> I last week for the next audio book I have to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> and since we're in Texas. Um, I also made the deal with my dear friend, Kinky Friedman, Kinky for governor, uh, okay. uh, to do all 20 of his Kinky Friedman detective novels. Oh, uh, cool. We've released, we've released two so far. Um, we've done Greenwich Killing Time and A Case of Lone Star. And uh, okay. A Case of Lone Star is just awesome. That just came out uh, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I got 20 books to do of his. And so anyway, that's how it started. I did one audio book. Um, and the rest just started coming. And that was, shit, I don't know, 12 years ago. Wow. So I've done like, how, how I think I'm up to 23. I think I've done like 22 or 23 audio books now. How does okay. that work? You don't, you don't get just like a flat rate for that, right? You get whatever, however many are sold, I'm guessing. Like a percentage or? maybe? Some of them I go for a cash grab. Um, some of them I say, you know, just pay me this and you can keep 100% of the rights. Oh, nice. Most of them, because I really like the stories and really uh, have relationships with the authors. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just say, look, here's the deal. I'll do all the work. We'll split the money forever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of those... Some of those have done really well. Um, mm -hmm. Ghost, which is about the 30-year undercover FBI agent. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard of that well. one. Uh, left a boom with Doug Laux, the CIA case officer who infiltrated the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Mm -hmm. um, that one has sold very well. But, you know, books that I think should sell a lot better aren't selling. So, you know, essentially... I do 400 production hours on one 300-page book. Wow. Like four months to do. It's it's really gnarly. Yeah. Um, and you know when those hit, then you're you're in the money. Things are yeah. good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you'll do the 400 hours, and you know there are, there are great audiobooks that I've done that I've made under $200 on. Wow. So. Wow. Um, it's it, it's all in promotion, uh, you know. I, I suck at promotion. Well, it's, uh, you know, but you know what, Mike, you have that natural promotion. Just your voice alone now is somebody some a voice that someone recognizes. In fact, even my wife, who hates talk shows, hates podcasts, you know. Um, and I mentioned, oh, who I'm going to be talking to tonight? She's like, oh, from Adam Carolla. 
I'm like, what? <laughs> How the hell did you know that? And she's like, oh, I, I really love his voice. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm I'm assuming she does pay attention a little bit, you know, when it comes to that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think your voice alone is recognizable enough to where you are going to get that kind of flow to do those um, audio books. And also, although I, I've seen you even done like a movie trailer, um, you know, audio, you know, movie yeah. trailer. And uh, that's I'd like to get more into that. Yeah. But yeah. No, uh, they, I guess the only part I really haven't broken into yet is video games. I got to get there. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story about uh, getting recognized by my voice once when I was on the on the cruise to the edge on the prog rock cruise. Mm hmm. My boss comes up to me and she says, uh, uh, to come with me, I need you to make some shipboard announcements. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go do this. <laughs> so I go into this office and have you guys ever been on a cruise ship? Oh, yeah. When they make those announcements, you hear that bong, bong. Yeah. You know, and you hear the chime and you start talking. And then, and I had to, you know, give scheduling updates and I'm saying stupid jokes and you know, and as soon as I turn off the microphone, my boss's cell phone rings. And I look at my boss and I go, uh-oh. <laughs> I bet I said something wrong and somebody's pissed. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah. And she answers the phone and all I hear is one end of the conversation. And she goes, Mike Dawson. Yes. <laughs> and then starts laughing. <laughs> hangs up the phone and I'm like, what, what, what was it? And she goes, uh, it was our uh, 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 publicist person or something. And she goes, um, who was that? And I said, Mike Dawson. And then she goes, from the Adam Carolla show? <laughs> and I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Do you, do you like do you get that just like when you go to the store or anything like that? Do people pick up on your voice and like I you sound familiar? Do I know you from somewhere? Or? I got it once. I got it once in the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, at, at the Vaughn's in Montecito. Okay. A long time ago when I worked in Santa Barbara, and um, uh, the checkout girl says paper or plastic, and I just said plastic's fine, <laughs> and she goes. Oh my God! Can you say that again? <laughs> Plastics fine. And she goes, "Are you Mike Dawson?" Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, I am. That is the strangest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Like, yes, that's I awesome. Am. That's awesome. That just reminded me of a little segment that you guys do, where that innocuous word that sounds disgusting coming from Mike Dawson's mouth. Sure. sure. You know, with, with the word moist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gross Mike, word. Mike, I Mike, I think you guys need a t-shirt. At, well, I shouldn't say you guys. I think you need a t-shirt. Plastic's fine. That's uh, you <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe we can just kind of transform that a little bit and say, "Hey, vinyl's fine." And then just promote Ah, music. there we go. There, there we you go. go. Nice. So, hey, hey, uh, Mike, I, you know, we don't want to keep you here forever, but uh 
you know, dude, it was really awesome. You you talk about starstruck when you were with Adam Carolla for the first time. Um, I feel like a little starstruck because I am a huge fan of uh, right. not only your show, but I am a huge fan of you as well. And uh, and I'm glad I'm glad you agreed to come on board. That meant a lot to me. And uh, and I know Troy was happy to to uh, yeah. that you were coming on board as well. And um, dude, it was it was such an honor. And I'm glad uh, that things are going well for you guys. And I'm glad everything is uh, going the way it should be. Hey, so, thank you guys, and yeah. keep up the great work, and hey. just keep on keep on putting out a compelling product, and eventually it'll catch on. Yeah. Just put yeah. Keep keep putting dimes in the meter. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, just have fun doing it. And that's kind yeah. of like our motto, you know, just have fun doing yeah. it. And that's what we're doing. So yeah. Appreciate if it, ever, buddy. If you ever get out here to the East Coast, Mike, we'd really like to meet up with you sometime. So I don't know what I'll your schedule. You know. Yeah. You never know what's happening. You know yeah. it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Mike, thanks right. again. Really appreciate it. Dosangeles.com, D-A-W-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S.com. The smoke and kills.com, no G, no apostrophe, S O M, I'm sorry, S M O K I N. Uh, you can find them on the Water Cooler podcast, the Adam Carolla show, and look up Audible and all his books that he reads along on there. Just search Mike Dawson. Also, one more time, if you want to promote your August 17th, 18th, and 19th, what Monsters of the Mountain in the Smoking uh, Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be at Monsters on the Mountain. Uh, you'll, you'll see me introducing bands. Also, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, we're playing the Hotel Cafe, full band show at the Hotel Cafe on July 29th. It's a very important show because it's one of those that are really, really hard to get into. Mm -hmm. And once you book your book there, you got to bring a crowd. So July 29th, Hotel Cafe, we will play the greatest rock show you've ever seen. Yeah. At thesmokingkills.com. Awesome. Keep this guy's rock dream alive, guys. Go out and sell that show out for him. <laughs> Buy um, the vinyl. Buy the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Hey, uh, Mike, uh, before you go, uh, is there any way you'd be able to give us just a quick voice bumper, like, you know, introduce yourself and then say you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie? Yeah. All right. Awesome. So whenever you're ready, right. go ahead. Hey, this is Mike Dawson from the Adam Carolla Show. You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Awesome. I know you like it. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Thank you very much. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Mike. Take care. Take care. See ya. Awesome. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like everything we do social media-wise. Also, please share, subscribe, rate, review on whatever platform you're listening to. And also, let them know you can now listen to us on Rowdy IM Radio.